hear you clearly. Recording in progress. Oh, so Ronnie's recording it? Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. All right. So, Martin, would you like to introduce anything here? I think well, it's... I'm always doing the introducing. It's time for me to pass some of this on to you. Oh, I'll do whatever you want me to, Victor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where are we going to start this recording? That's a good way to start the, start the there, cult recording. There, yeah, there's there's the appropriate cult follower there. Just you're That's right. leading, you're leading, but you're following and leading both by example. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be renowned for this. Huh? All right. So. Yeah, go ahead. And if I have anything to say, I'll interrupt. <clears throat> All right, I'll start talking. You tell me if I say anything wrong. Um, it is a little weird to get used to not hearing yourself. It is. Um, so I guess what we wanted to do is start at the beginning. I think we talked about starting at the beginning of the New Testament. Mm -hmm. And go through it, I guess, as slow or quickly as we'd, we feel like. And just... I guess almost like a live commentary. Like you can yeah. get your Bible commentary, but this will be this will be our commentary. I think that's about as simple a way of explaining it as anything is. Okay, and added to that, we're we're kind of uh, dealing with with the people in our fellowship, uh, but it's open for everybody. Am I right? Mm -hmm. It'll be posted there for for everyone, and. We're not just going to be talking about the Bible, but we're going to be just sharing things as they come along. It'll, mm. be just, it'll be just, it's not a Bible study per se, but we want to go through the Bible and have that as a kind of a guide and, and uh, method of learning the scriptures, being familiar with them, becoming acquainted with them. <clears throat> and there's, there's so much, there's so many things that um, you just assume that you're taught to assume, that you're taught to just look over or misapply. And sometimes it's real obvious stuff and you just kind of, it's not so obvious, I guess. And, and we've gone through the Bible a few times, uh, more than a few times. And every single time you read through it, something new occurs to you. You see something there and you're right. like, well, where was that hidden, hidden gem? So, it's like you can't even make an authoritative commentary. Um, you'd have to go through it so many times and talk about it before you even got everything worth talking about. But mm -hmm. so this is like well, that's first... endless. That's pretty well endless to get everything right. Uh, uh, you know, you can have one meaning come from you come to you from a scripture, and the next time you read it, a, a week from then or a, a year from then, you'll find something else. Not that it cancels out makes null and void the former mm -hmm. you could have been right on that and there's something some some more enlightenment that you receive and some of that has to do with like your personal circumstance yeah for sure and and sometimes you'll learn something about the bible because of something you went through right and then you're like oh that's what david was going through there i've been through that and so then Amen. suddenly the bible comes to life because of your experience and I think um, the Bible has been such a dead book 
for so many people. You know what? It's been a dead book for all of mankind. Right, exactly. We cannot yeah. interpret the scriptures. Yeah, they just accord. And, and there's been so many Bible studies, commentaries, and and eloquent public speakers, and they're all trying to. And you know, they bring up some interesting points sometimes, and you can appreciate them. Yeah, but it's 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 never really like it doesn't come to life. It doesn't. The Bible commentaries seldom help the scriptures apply to your circumstance and helping you understand your circumstance by the instruction in the scripture and the examples that are there. And so many of the characters are unrelatable heroes, right? They're just like, right. oh, you know, instead of a man of like passions, um, like was that uh, spoken about Elijah? Yeah. And so... I guess, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to read through it and just share what comes to us or um, what we've experienced. Yes. Well, the Bible comes alive when you do experience those things as uh, you're being taken through them by the Lord. Mm -hmm. There's no other way. You can't just have a carnal experience and, uh, and, and gain of knowledge and think, oh, that's what the Bible's saying. It doesn't mm -hmm. work that way. It's something that the Lord has to give us by inspiration, right? It's a it's a and gift. It's not something that we can figure out or come up with or learn by experience. It doesn't work that way. And for example, like you know, the children of Israel came out of Egypt. Well, you can know the story, and you can talk about the lessons a person should learn, but if you haven't come out of Egypt, it's dead. That's right impossible to it's experience. it's it's when you're it's when you you're being delivered and brought out and and you're coming out and then you're dealing with all the enemies in the desert and there's this endless wandering in the wilderness it seems for no purpose it's not yeah. until you go through those things and feel those things and can relate to the israelites because you know otherwise you're like what is with those stupid israelites like god did this that this that and the other thing and they're still waffling in unbelief. And yeah, ugh, what a bunch of stubborn, wicked, stiff-necked people. Yeah, but it's it's not until you've been there, gone through that, been that stupid person, that you can kind of be like, "Yeah, we're all there," and then it actually becomes relatable. You understand why you're even, why like why do we even read the story? What's the point? Can I just make a quick interjection here? Uh, at times when you're talking, Martin, things kind of go wonky. Is that still going to be on the uh, uh, playback when we post it out? Or or is that just happening to me here right now when every once in a while something goes crazy with your audio? I, I don't know. It might just be your internet connection not Could being be. fast enough. Right. So it, it might still record okay. Okay. I guess we'll have to find out. Is it is yeah. it too often and too bad? Uh, I, I think it'll have to do if we're going to okay. work it this way. And it's not that, yep. that serious a matter. I'm hoping that all of it will be included. But it's just that uh, it's short enough so that people can still know generally right. what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what I wanted to say was we didn't make, I don't know if we made an, uh, a good enough um, introduction to what we're doing 
but our main goal is to get into the scriptures and uh, teach the scriptures to everybody, give them an opportunity to consider these things, and also with the hope that they themselves would also read the scriptures and maybe uh, be encouraged to, to learn things and expect the Lord to, to show them some things, uh, not only by us, but mm. to them directly mm -hmm. as, as they go on experiencing things. Mm -hmm. And and then the next thing I wanted to bring out was that uh, we, uh, I, I have found in my lifetime, going all the way back to the beginning, ever since we began walking in the spirit in 1975, that the Lord will take us through certain experiences and we come to realize and appreciate, like we've been saying a few minutes ago, uh, the meaning of so many parables or proverbs mm -hmm. or, or, or uh, things that uh, Jesus said uh, or, or any of the writings. And you say, wow, that's what that's all about. You actually, you actually experience those very things yourself. It, mm -hmm. becomes, it becomes part of you. It's like the Lord is imparting his word to you. Mm -hmm. It's becoming real. The word becomes flesh. Right. Yeah, yeah. It becomes you. You become a. You become the product of the word. Amen. You're, sh you're shaped by it, and that's Amen. how it comes. It comes. The word comes alive, in people, as they are resurrected. Yes, and I would. I would also say that uh, the, uh, the word is already there, but it's kind of, expanding. It's kind of opening up. It's it's maturing. It's like the, the seed is there when you receive the spirit, the seed is there, and it is in total harmony with the scriptures. Uh, and you can't appreciate the scriptures without the spirit. That's impossible, as we've said. But it, it slowly opens up in you. You've already got it. You've already got the goods. I've often thought, wow, you know, I, I had a, maybe a survey of everything. Uh, like the scripture says, you know all things. You have that anointing, and you know all things, right? And and I'm thinking, or at least when we when we started uh, in the beginning, when we first walked in the spirit, started walking in the spirit, we, um, I, I I I felt I had a sense of knowing everything. Mm -hmm. It was there. I didn't understand it or perceive it with my carnal mind. That's impossible. But I knew it was there. And then it's like. It disappeared. Maybe maybe like an acorn. An acorn has the entire oak tree in it. And then it's dropped into the ground. Mm -hmm. it disappears. It's gone. But the mm -hmm. whole oak tree is down there. Mm -hmm. And then it, I, I, it slowly comes up and starts unfolding. And that's 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 the way it happens with the scriptures. Yeah, because you, you get this acorn and you're like, oh wow, look at this acorn. And you put it in the ground, and you don't get acorns again for many years. For years, that's right. For years, it's yeah. years again till you have that acorn back. Yeah, amen. And, and that's I, the I, way it is. That's the way Adam and Eve were started off. They were planted as a seed, right? Mm -hmm. And they had it all. They had the light. They walked. They mm -hmm. had fellowship with the light. They mm -hmm. were walking with God, and then all of a sudden, gone. Mm -hmm. An acorn falls into the ground, and you're you're saying it's it's gone, it's dead, mm -hmm. but it's not dead, just buried, mm -hmm. and has to be resurrected. 
And that's what happens mm-hmm. for us. That's mm-hmm. wonderful. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's like uh, in the beginning, the, there was the, the basically the, the void and the spirit hovered over the waters. Yeah. And it was the word of God Amen. That, that made life out of all of that, that made order, yeah. that made organization. And yeah. so it's like when he begins with us, there's there's something there, but it's void and dark. And and it has to be the word of God has to make it has to make a Christian out of you. It starts off by saying and God said, Let there be light. Right. And and isn't that what we deal with with some of these just people that come along? It's a it's a very shocking day when the lights turn on. Especially it's, if they've never known the light, if they've always been in the dark. Right. Talk about talk about a contrast. Mm-hmm. And some people are pretty excited about that light, and other people are not I'm not one, so excited. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> No kidding, to, to put it mildly, right? Yeah. And, uh, and they get really worked up. And I think we get worked up a little bit too because we get excited about it. We get annoyed. We get, uh, you know, the, the Lord was angry even with his own disciples. Mm-hmm. Uh, never mind getting angry with the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes and all these people that were hassling him all the time. A third, mm-hmm. of, the, a third of the New Testament seems to be nothing but hassles from the religious mm-hmm. on the Lord and his disciples. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're in some present circumstances. Do you think, Martin, that it would be appropriate to just share some of that stuff? We might not even get to the Bible, but we're always talking <laughs> the Bible. Eh? We're always right. talking about the scriptures. Uh, Marilyn and I often have, uh, well, we, every day we have uh, a get together to read the scriptures. And uh, uh, there are times, though, like today, I wanted to get onto that uh, Facebook page. And, and read and make comments where I wanted to make comments. So we didn't get to reading the scriptures today. But I said, you know what, Marilyn, we're doing nothing but reading the scriptures here today. We're not, we're, you don't have to make it a law to read the Bible. But if you're working with, uh, with the scriptures, when you're working with, uh, what, the word, the work of God. Well, the, the, what, it's all uh, there. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Amen. And, and it doesn't it, just come through the Bible. That's just some of the words. Yeah. It's an appointed collection of words, to be sure. But it's yeah. just some of the words that God has spoken. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 well, an in, like, infinitesimal fraction. Like the disciples said, and if we included everything Jesus did, there wouldn't be room. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much to say. Yeah. So uh like i was asked do you do you feel it would be appropriate to share some of this stuff that the lord's been doing recently i don't want to go on I, and I on about it but i don't have any problem with the idea of sharing it but you know maybe we can talk principles and less specifics and keep these presentations a little more timeless yes and and not to uh not too specifically personal or whatever, if we don't need to. Yeah. Um, but just the, there is just the, the general thing that when you, when you turn the lights on, most people in the room are not impressed. 
very few people are looking to see anything clearly and they much prefer the darkness. And anytime you turn the lights on, they'll ni 99% of the people will be screaming. Yes. And they don't even have to necessarily have a position on anything. It's just like this, this shouldn't be talked about publicly. Let's get this off of Facebook. Let's shh, shh. Right. Always quiet, 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 quiet. There are and, some and, scriptures. Go ahead. There were some scriptures that uh, one of the fellows shared on this uh, Facebook meeting. And it was a scripture I wanted to share uh, where uh, men love darkness more than light. Right. Because because their de deeds were evil. Yes. Right? But those that want the truth, those whose works are approved in their conscience, in their heart before God, they want to come to the light. Right. They want, they want people to see and hear these things. The wicked flee when none pursue. Mm -hmm. Right? That's the way it is. The fear of man brings a snare. And they've been lived, living in... Uh, and deception they think that what they've been seeing because they've been told what they're seeing is good and true and there's a righteousness in in appearance a righteousness in the flesh that they have been brain soiled convinced indoctrinated to believe is the good and the true and of god and suddenly it's like having a ice cold water thrown on you after you've been in a, a hot steam bath it's 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 a shock. They suddenly realize that what they thought was true was not true at all. Mm -hmm. And 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 if they've been acting, living their lives based on on what hasn't been true, they've got a huge shock coming because it's going to change their lifestyle. It's going to change their perspective. They're going to it's going to change their thinking, and they and and in order to apprehend the light, they're going to have to make that decision. They're going to have to come out of that darkness that they yeah. call it light. If you can receive the word of God truly, it blows your whole life out of the water. Well, it's not even a life beforehand. You just you just see darkness on the other side of that day. Everything yeah, before that, everything before that moment when the Lord brings you into the light is just uh, it's it's two different worlds. Yeah, one you is. can see things and you know what's going on and and you're not afraid of being hit from every angle. You're not afraid of the dark anymore because you're not in the dark. Right. Yeah. When you can be when when Jesus Christ makes you free, you're free indeed. Amen. You can just you can just say. You can ultimately you can kind of say whatever it is that you want to say. Yes, I hear you. Yeah. And it's like, and and not that you want to be cruel, but I don't want to be cruel. So I can still say whatever I right. want to say. You're not going to want to be cruel if you come to the Lord. Totally. The Lord, is, the Lord is not cruel. And if he wants you to follow him, you're not going to be cruel. Right. That's not a choice you make. In fact, right. you start to you start to look to to understand what he is all about what he wants of you and, right. and you set and you set your heart on that and it's all testified of in the scriptures and that's what the scriptures are all about salvation does not come by the scriptures understanding right. of the scriptures comes by salvation exactly 
because otherwise you're you're still trying to jam you're still trying to jam the whole book in your box yes and you've, you <laughs> it just doesn't work you're always just trying to understand it to justify yourself it, it becomes it can become worse right if, if you're going to try and mold your life by the scriptures by your own power by your own mm -hmm. understanding you know that's why the lord talked about how how uh, there were those who became twice the ch children of hell how did yeah, you go to, you go over land and sea to make proselytes of all nations yeah and they become twice the children of hell that you are yeah yeah because they're they're formed in in man's image of, of what god is they're formed in their own understanding of the scriptures and, mm -hmm. and 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 of what it's like or what it means to obey god or be religious mm -hmm. right that's well, how they make that's how they make them twice the children of hell. And I, I mentioned to you, and, and part of it is because of the unreasonable burden and expectation. Like I was, I was mentioning to you last night, you know, the Lord says to his 11 uh, disciples, go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations. And, and then suddenly after that, every Christian ever reading the Bible thinks that those words are for them. Right. Like, some of, like and some of them are some of them are because they've got the general application but some right. of them are more specific but it's not everybody's calling to go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations yeah or neither is it martin neither is it that you do it all the time exactly so like there might be a few times for somebody where that's what they have to be doing and for other people it might be their whole life You know what I'm saying? Like you, you might have some person who has to, who has to do it much of their life, and another person only in a few circumstances. Mm -hmm. And yes, that happened with some of the prophets there in the scriptures, right? But also there are seasons, right? Like your song there. What was once the thing to do? He's not going to tolerate anymore, right? And what was once so, so wrong? wrong? Now we well, now we grow it right into. Yeah. yeah now we're we or uh, where's there's another line in one of the songs where it says that uh, uh, you never see a tree bearing fruit all the time. Right. There are quiet times. You have your seasons: summer, fall, winter, spring, back, back and forth. And oftentimes those trees look pretty dead during the winter, and fall, and winter season. Yeah, it's like a, a a hot summer and then a fall harvest. Yeah. And then a brutal winter and a spring harvest. It's uh, often follows the hardship. Yeah. The fruit. Right. And the pruning. We have to go through those sessions of pruning. I don't like those. I hate them. But I know by experience that they turn out to bear fruit. Better fruit yeah. than before. Yeah. The, the peaceable fruit of righteousness. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. So should we, should we just get right into it instead of teasing everybody? All right. You want to start in Matthew? Sure. All right. Can you want to read it? Uh, my lighting is poor in this situation. I don't have the proper lighting. Are you good with the good news? That's what I have in front of me. Well, I can, I, I, I can, I can, see. I can load anything on my phone, any translation you want. Well, let's, I just have, let's try I just with have the a... good news. Okay. The good news has been good. In in a lot of uh, in a lot of 
passages there. Most passages I've found the good news to be pretty satisfactory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We can we can use many versions of the scriptures. Right. Um, okay. So do you want to go? Yeah, I guess we'll start. What, Matthew 1? Do you want to go through all the... Yeah, sure. Might as well. And, and verse list. by verse, verse by verse, we may come up with something and want to talk about it. So we'll just go as far as we need to. We don't have to say, well, we're going to finish chapter one or, or even 10 verses or anything like that. We'll just take it a verse at a time. No rules. No rules. We're going to be lawless here, Martin. No rules. Anarchy. Total anarchy. Yeah. This is the list of the ancestors of Jesus Christ. A descendant of David, who was a descendant of Abraham. From Abraham to King David, the following ancestors are listed. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Judah, and his brothers. Then Perez and Zerah. Their mother was Tamar. Hezron, Ram, Aminadab, Nation, Salmon, Boaz, his mother was Rahab, Obed, his mother was Ruth, Jesse, and King David. Can I say something? Absolutely. Where the New Testament is based on the Old Testament. And here we are, we are starting off in the book of Matthew, reviewing the lineage of the Old Testament. We're going back. We're going back to the early times, to the beginning, mm -hmm. right? And uh, uh, your daughter asked questions about about the Old Testament and the New Testament, how how they're related. So, the New Testament is based on everything that's been happening in the Scriptures, and in fact, all that you find in the New Testament has been preached from the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And things have been revealed to the apostles, like the Apostle Paul, and he he often refers to the Old Testament. And there are and preaches on it. And there are so many people that say the Old Testament is no longer valid. But even the New Testament that they say is valid is based on the Old Testament and refers to the Old Testament and quotes the Old Testament. And yet they say that the Old Testament is no longer valid. Talk about mm -hmm. darkness. Talk about foolishness. And, uh, and you know, my daughter's question was, like, how do people make a differentiation? Like, part, part of what she was asking is, you know, you'll have people who write off the Old Testament, but right. they believe the New Testament. But, yeah. like, what's the, what's the difference? Like, besides the, difference? The fact, besides the fact that we break it up and call one old and one new, like, if you didn't do that and you just put it would just be Jesus in the middle and and before and after. I mean, there's no there's no real difference between the two. It's just the progression of events. And Pretty between much. some of the books, between some of the books, there's larger gaps than others. But the story of the history and the fulfillment of the word of God is just it's here. And then even here, like what are we going to call? What are we going to call now? The newer testament, right? Right. You know who, how is it? Go ahead. Who's to say that there should be a canon of only two books, right? Or or sixty six books, right? Who's to say that? Can any man stand up and say, "Look, we've got the canon. It's closed forever. Ever since Jesus Christ died and was raised from the dead, 
we've got the whole canon. They didn't even have the whole canon at that time, even when he right, right. There, there right, were more books added, and and in Deuteronomy it says that people shouldn't add or subtract from the word. So then, after Deuteronomy, after the five books of Moses, we end up having several other books, and then you get into Proverbs way down the line in the in the uh, Old Testament, and it says there, don't add to or take away from the word. Mm -hmm. Well, there's already been a whole lot of that ever since the first injunction that they don't do that. And then it's again in Revelations. And then it's again in Revelation. And and at that time, when the, when the apostles were preaching uh, at first, after Christ uh, ascended into heaven and inspired them to speak and teach, by the way, he was in heaven, but heaven is here. It rules. Heaven rules here. And it was inspiring the, the apostles to speak and their disciples to speak. There they were speaking by the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God produces everything that's in the scriptures. And mm -hmm. it keeps going from there. He's not limited. He's not and limited. and, and uh, the not taking away or adding to the word is not a reference to the quantity of words. Right. Um, and, and not even just quantity, but it's, it's not about whether or not you add a story or take away a story from the Bible. There's many stories that would be instructive and helpful. They're just not in the Bible. That's right. But the That's Lord, right. there's your whole life. There's, I mean, there's all the things I've experienced that I can share with people. Yes. Are they, are yeah. they any different than what the Israelites experienced? If and, your life is so much different than what the Israelites experienced, then maybe your life isn't heading where it should be. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I have found, I have found that I experience what the Israelites have been experiencing in my life right those are samples examples explanations descriptions mm -hmm. of our spiritual lives mm -hmm. so we can't any longer say well those 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 israelites they were so dumb exactly know, they just saw they just witnessed moses part the red sea and now three years later they're bitching and ready to stone them to death because mm -hmm. they've got no water in the wilderness right uh, they're so quick to change. The, the 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 line between spirit and flesh is is perfectly thin. Yes. In in a in 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 less than a heartbeat, you could be in one place or the other. Mm -hmm. And 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 what can seem a relief for a moment, moments later you're complaining again. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. There is the spiritual and there is the carnal. That's where the crucifixion has to come. Right. Uh, the to to finish the point though, what what the scriptures are talking about when it says you don't add or take away from, that's qualitative. Yes, amen. You don't you don't add burdens or legal requirements to the scriptures to the word of God. You don't have the the, the master is giving a command, uh, instruction, and you can even have an employer, a CEO. And he has a manner of operations and he talks about the way he wants things done. That doesn't mean that every single person underneath every sub manager has to repeat only the words and examples he used to teach those things. Amen. But Amen. It, it can never deviate as in add requirements that are not necessary, nor can it take away requirements that are necessary. Right. And, or, and or, so or add anything or add anything that's uh, contrary or contradictory. Exactly. Yeah. And that would be adding and taking away. Yeah. And there, you can you can add and take away by all kinds of methods, interpretations. Smart, doesn't it? 
Doesn't it happen that everybody that preaches from some pulpit is commenting on the scriptures? Yes. And he even talks about opinion mm -hmm. as if it were valid. Mm -hmm. Isn't he adding or subtracting from the scriptures? Mm -hmm. Isn't that what he's doing? Everywhere, mm -hmm. thousands of pulpits a day throughout the world, okay, doing that very thing, adding and taking away from the scriptures. And yet they're saying, nope, we aren't doing that. We've just got this Bible. We preach from the Bible. We're not doing anything wrong. And, and they, you try to you try to deal with some of these issues of conflict with people, and you do it publicly. People are shooting off their mouth publicly. All the time. And then you go in there and you confront them. And then suddenly, I don't think this is for Facebook. Right? But Jesus right. says, that which I've whispered in your ears, you shout off the rooftops. From the rooftops. Amen. And, and you shine the light, and that's how you get rid of darkness. And they want you to shut it's up. It's the children of the darkness that do not want to see the truth come out and right. expose them. And so what they do is they take those passages like, what I whisper in your ear, shout on the rooftops, and they take them out of the scriptures. They subtract them. Yes. And, and they say, oh, the Lord, Lord's not... He's not in charge. He didn't create evil. He's not in charge. And then you show him in the scriptures. I, the Lord, create both light and darkness. I have created both good and evil. Amen. They take that scripture. They just remove it. Yeah. That's adding and taking away from the scriptures. Amen. And guess what? What are the Jews doing now? Some of the Orthodox Jews. They have even mm. eliminated Isaiah 53 right. from, from the scriptures. Because it, it, it so pointedly... Uh, represents the lord jesus christ yes historically in detail yep. yep and they've they've removed it how amazing and yet they worship the torah scrolls they'll carry them around and have a, a religious ceremony the whole bit mm -hmm. isaiah 53 is in there and they don't touch it not with they a 10-foot pole reject the one they amazing? testify about yeah the very passage is so descriptive and so core to the coming of the Messiah, to Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Isn't that amazing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, but how can they read thing. it? How can they read it? Yeah. Because they'll, they'll read it. They'll read it when they're good and ready to look upon the one they've pierced. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And you see here, just in this original thing here, you've got all these... And, and, you know, that's another thing about the Jews is that they can be very proud of their ancestry and their Jewry and, and, and all of that. And then yeah. you get to find out what, how much regard does the Lord have for it? Okay, so yes, they are his children. He has regard for Abraham. He called him a friend. But right here in the lineage of Jesus Christ himself is uh, Rahab and Ruth. Right. And... Uh, and yeah, Zara, their mother was Tamar. Right. And so right in here, you have a list of three either either heathens or or you know memories Gen of Gentiles. Unjust yeah, and, and just yeah. memories of unjust or un unsavory conduct. Right. The story yeah. of Tamar there isn't great. Yeah. And Rahab was a prostitute. Yeah. Or at least isn't that what it says? Uh well that's what they that's what yeah, that, I think that's yeah. that's been under discussion too. Yeah. I think we've talked about that. But in any case, they weren't Jews. Right. The lineage of Jesus Christ wasn't about righteous Jewish ancestry. The book of Ruth 
a splendid example of uh, of a gentile or at least half a gentile you're right naomi's naomi's daughter well wasn't she she was completely like, gentile yeah she, she was uh, yeah she was a gentile married to um to naomi's son right yeah that's but the son perished that's, yeah ruth was a moabitess yeah. So, and and she. And where she, you she, go, I will go. Your yeah. God is my God. Now there's faith talking. And 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 that's really the experience that everybody goes through yeah. when they come to the kingdom of God, because yeah. at that point you're a Gentile. Yes. And you know it talks about in in the last days there'll be those that grab hold of a Jew, and obviously not a physical Jew, but a spiritual Jew. Yeah. And say, you know, we we know your God is powerful. Take us up to Jerusalem. Let us come with you. Yeah. We've heard that God is with you. Yeah. And, and they can only hear that calling from, from, from God. That's right. Nobody else is going to tell them. That's right. So it's, uh, yeah, you, you have those. You know, those people, they come along, they've come from their foreign land, and they're just like, no, I'm with you guys. Yeah. She had that faith. Yeah. That faithfulness to her mother-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just That's interesting wonderful. that, yeah, it's interesting that in the lineage here, you just, it's like there's Jacob and Judah and his brothers and everything. But you get these special mentions. Their mother was Tamar. His mother was Ruth. His mother was Rahab. It's like the the mention any anything in the lineage that was either unrighteous or heathen is mentioned. Yeah, yeah. The Lord doesn't conceal those bad. Exactly. Incidents. It's not like oh yeah, yeah that thing about Tamar. Can we forget about that? It's right. sitting here in, in the first chapter of the New Testament. Yeah. <laughs> And remember what I said the other day, Martin, where I was saying that God doesn't, or or if he delivers you from something, when you experience that deliverance, mm -hmm. you're no longer concerned about anybody bringing it up again. Right. You're, you're, invul you're, you're, you're invulnerable to that. Right. It's a present reality that you're delivered from it, that you've repented from it. Right. If you, if you find somebody that had some, some something bad in their lives and all right so apparently they they repented and they were healed or delivered of it and then let's say that you bring it up a year later or so and if they were delivered from it they won't mind it a bit if it's history within them they won't mind it a bit yeah i mm -hmm. did that and much more but if somebody were to react and say do you have to bring that up again? Didn't I confess it? Right. Didn't I didn't I stop doing it? And you and you and you keep on me about it. Right. You, you know that things were not cleaned. They were they were not that person was not healed and delivered of that. Right. That's the way it is. Yeah, because it's uh, if you're cleansed of your guilt, you're cleansed of your guilt. How many times did uh, the, the Lord Moses he tried to get into the land? 
And how many times did God speak about how he sinned? Right. And he was not permitted to go in, enter into the land. Right. He wasn't afraid to mention those things again. Right. And he's got the whole record of the wickedness of the Israelites and how they were worse than the heathen that they were supposed to cast out. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty bad. Sacrificing their children to Moloch doing all the worst the worst of, of the worst mm -hmm. I suppose we need to get back to the next verse here Martin if we're going to yeah. read anything in the Bible yeah if we if we just keep talking about the Bible and everything the Bible says and we don't read the Bible where uh, Christians would we be right From David to the time when the people of Israel were taken into exile in Babylon, the following ancestors are listed. David, Solomon, his mother was the woman who had been Uriah's wife. Again, a mention of unrighteousness. Right? You, you, there's, <laughs> it seems like all of the special commentary in here is, is highlighting unrighteousness in the lineage of Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, yeah. Rehoboam, Abijah, Asa, Jehoshaphat, Jehoram, Isaiah, Jotham, Ahaz, Hezekiah, Manasseh, Ammon, Josiah, and Jehoiakim, his brothers, and his brothers. From the time after the exile in Babylon to the birth of Jesus Christ, the following ancestors are listed. Jehoiakim, Shealtiel, Zerubbabel, Abiad, Eliakim, Azor, Zadok, Achim, Eliad, Eliezer, Matan, Jacob, and Joseph, who married Mary, the mother of Jesus, who was called the Messiah. So then there were 14 generations from Abraham to David, and 14 from David to the exile in Babylon, and 14 from then to the birth of the Messiah. So that's six sevens then. They condemned the Bible. And yet, there's it's it's such a wonderful historical record, going right back to the beginning, mm -hmm. proven over and over and over again. The mm -hmm. one the one book that just gives a a, a preview or or not a preview but a but a, a summary of everything that's happened with with the Jews and how it relates to the rest of mankind. There is no other book like that. Mm -hmm. Not even close. There's nothing. Mm -mm. And yet and, and yet they've tried to destroy the Bible so many times throughout history and get rid of it completely. The communists, that's their that's their mm -hmm. game. They want to get rid, rid of the truth. They want to get rid of the record of truth. It's all mm -hmm. there. And in the last couple of centuries, archaeology has been proving the Bible right again and again and again in thousands of examples. Mm -hmm. And they still refuse to listen, just like the people that we've been talking to on this Facebook page. They refuse to listen. Mm -hmm. They refuse to listen. It's amazing. Truth yes, is hated. Is. Man hates the truth. That's all there is to it. And they and they even even welcome their own judgment. Yeah. Yeah. They okay. Well, yeah, you go your way. I'll I'll just let the Lord judge me. If I'm wicked, right. he'll take care of me. Okay. Yeah. Those are pretty not, risky. Not, not knowing that the Lord's judging them right here and now. Right. Yeah. 
So this was how the birth of Jesus Christ took place. His mother Mary was engaged to Joseph, but before they were married, she found out that she was going to have a baby by the Holy Spirit. Joseph was a man who always did what was right, but he did not want to disgrace Mary publicly. So he made plans to break the engagement privately. While he was thinking about this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, descendant of David, do not be afraid to take Mary to be your wife. Can I say or, something about that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It says that uh, Joseph was an upright man and he didn't want to embarrass Mary or, or spread the news about what's happening. If there was a woman called um, uh, found in adultery or fornication, the penalty was death. Mm -hmm. And yet Joseph had a very different reaction to what happened, not necessarily knowing, not knowing or believing that she uh, was became pregnant by the Holy Spirit and not by some man. He didn't know that. And yet, it was in him to overlook that. Mm -hmm. He was going to put her away, but he wasn't. He wasn't going to make a a, a public spectacle of it, like all other sins of that nature. Mm -hmm. If there if there was sin, were made. They did. They they made it very public. They were supposed mm -hmm. to be uh, very public. They were supposed to stone them to death. Mm -hmm. adulterers and adulteresses so here here's the lord bringing mary into a place where <clears throat> she can be and was uh, suspected of uh, sexual sin mm -hmm. and yet was spared the lord overrode that situation mm -hmm. isn't that interesting mm -hmm. it was still in joseph's heart who was a righteous man she was a righteous woman, and and he still acted the way he did, and spared her, and she had the sparing coming to her because she wasn't guilty. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting situation. Mm -hmm. So while he was thinking about this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, "Joseph, descendant of David, do not be afraid to take Mary to be your wife, for it is by the Holy Spirit that she has been conceived." She will have a son, and you will name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Amen. Mm -hmm. Now all this happened in order to make what the Lord had said through the prophet come true. A virgin will become pregnant and have a son, and he will be called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Amen. So when Joseph woke up, he married Mary, as the angel of the Lord had told him to do. But he had no sexual relations with her before she gave birth to her son. And Joseph named him Jesus. Jesus was born in the town of Bethlehem in Judea during the time when Herod was king. Soon afterwards, some men who studied the stars came from the east to Jerusalem and asked, where is the baby born to be the king of the Jews? We saw his star when it came up in the east, and we have come to worship him. When King Herod heard about this, he was very upset, and so was everyone else in Jerusalem. He called together all the chief priests and teachers of the law and asked them, 
where will the Messiah be born? In the town of Bethlehem in Judea, they answered. For this is what the prophet wrote. Bethlehem in the land of Judea, you are by no means the least of the leading cities of Judah. For from you will come a leader who will guide my people Israel. And that was, you know, that's the interesting thing too, about how the whole story of Jesus and everything that happened there so condemned the religious people. Because it was all happening exactly as the prophet said it would. And it wasn't just like some vague prophecy that people didn't quite understand. Here's the leading experts in the word. And they're just like, yeah, you'll be, you'll be definitely coming from Bethlehem. Yeah. And, and he did the yeah. whole thing condemned him. It must've been very infuriating for them. Yeah. Very frightening too. Mm-hmm. So Herod called the visitors from the east to a secret meeting and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem with these instructions. Go and make a careful search for the child. When you find him, let me know, so that I too may go and worship him. And so they left, and on their way they saw the same star that they had seen in the east. When they saw it, how happy they were, what joy was theirs. It went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. They went into the house, and when they saw the child with his mother Mary, they knelt down and worshipped him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't there a lot of controversy as to what that star was all about? Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's... Uh... And, you know, and I was always thinking as a child, like, and the star came and rested, like, when's the last time you saw a star way up there rest over a building? You're like, it could be any of these buildings. Right. <laughs> you know? Like, any one of those. Yeah. Yeah, it could be any building on planet Earth, at least on this side of planet Earth right now. That's right. You don't exactly follow a star in the sky. And and it, can't ex- be a, it can't be an asteroid. Those things move too fast. That's right, you know, because they it, don't it, stop. And apparently, yeah, that's right. They got called to meetings. And, and How about an angel? They, yeah, I would say so. Isn't there some crossover between the word star and angel mm-hmm. all throughout the scriptures? Mm-hmm. Right, all the stars in the heaven rejoiced. They're referred to, yeah, as stars. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the Lord has his angels appointed for various duties 100%. that's what was happening there it was an angel of the lord yep but it wasn't going to take any glory couldn't take any glory because this was a a heavy duty event this was the biggest event right the incarnation of the christ yeah so the uh star was the angel came as an impersonal being. Right. Yeah. Then they returned to their country by another road, since God had warned them in a dream not to go back to Herod. 
Perhaps I missed here. They went into the house, and when they saw the child with his mother Mary, they knelt down and worshipped him. They brought out their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and presented them to him. And they went back by another road. So after they left, yeah. and you hear ahead. the story about you hear the story about the three wise men, but there's nothing that says that there were three. Could have been. One might even speculate that it was probably so. But it doesn't say that there were three. No, it says gold, frankincense, and myrrh. It's not like a kid's birthday party. It's not one present per person. Right. You know, yeah. that's highly yeah. speculative. <laughs> yeah. 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 And notice how the gifts were given to them and not to somebody's, uh, not to somebody else who was given to God, to the Son of God. They weren't giving mm -hmm. gifts among, amongst each other as they do at Christmas, for example. Mm -hmm. And they didn't even present the gifts to the parents. It says they presented them to him. Wasn't a baby shower. Right. You know, and, and and then, you know, over and above all of that, I mean, I understand the course of events because this is how Herod finds out. And then Jesus has to flee to Egypt or, or the parents and, and bring Jesus with them. But do you ever stop and just be like, like, what's with these wise men from the East? What is their relevance in this story? They never show up again. And, and why the East? Like, who are these people from the East? They seem to have some special position in God's eyes. Yeah. To have sent an angel to them to lead them over here and cause them to worship the ruler of the universe mm -hmm. and give them a special secret knowing. I mean, there was the, the well, there was a prophet, a prophetess that were both awaiting Jesus coming, I believe. Yeah. And they, they, you know, was it Ananias? Was that the one of them? No. Ananias, uh, well, it's not too long later, but, um, but that he knew that he would see the Messiah. The Lord told him, you would, you'll see the Messiah before you die. Yeah. You know, so just, just to have, there was a man and he was faithful to the Lord and the Lord blessed him by showing him that thing and giving him that experience. Well, what about these guys? I mean, they were there right when he was born. Right. What did they have coming to them? What's the story? Yeah. It's just, right. yeah, it's, it, you just kind of overlook it, but it's so mysterious. Who are these guys from the East and what are they yeah. about? And why did God have special favor on them? What did they know? What were they a remnant of? Was there, were they worshiping the Lord otherwise? Or were they just heathens? Do we just assume they were heathens if they came from the East? But if they were just ordinary astrologers, as a lot of people paint them out to be, some, right. some wise men. Right. But were they carnally wise? Were they spiritually wise? Right. What are we yeah. talking here? I believe. I believe I'm not, I'm not going to say that this is absolutely true because I don't really know. But I have believed that they were uh, Jews that remained in Babylon. In the east, mm. when the Jews returned, they were they were they still had their their faith, the faith of Abraham. 
Mm -hmm. And they continued in that faith mm -hmm. where they were. They mm -hmm. may not have had opportunity or whatever to return to the land like a lot of the Jews did. Or, well, or and keep in mind. The Lord just simply kept them there for whatever reason. But there were there were going to be Jews in Babylon that were quite powerful and could be quite helpful to Israel from Babylon. Sure. Like not just is, every... Go ahead. This is several cent centuries later, but right. their lineage their lineage was there right. and they continued. Yeah. Right. Because it, it, it is kind of hard to comprehend them as just some mystics from the east as they right. often get portrayed right yeah and, and, it, and i was i was always confused by that you know they called them the the magi even you know some yes, people it, have referred to them go ahead maybe repeat that last part again because you're uh, breaking up some people have referred to them as the magi right right and and it's like you always are just left with these impression that they're these mysterious mystical magical people from a far right. off land that right. somehow just get to participate in this glorious story right but there was certainly something else going on there and the lord, and the lord was speaking to them and they were obeying mm -hmm. and the lord gave pieces of information and revelation to various people like mm -hmm. for example these people that herod questioned they said he's going to be born in bethlehem Mm -hmm. So they understood the scriptures. Mm -hmm. uh, and there were others who understood various portions of the scriptures. Um, and so these people that were in the East, even generations down, they had certain understanding of the scriptures. They all had a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And the Lord was just showing, showing everybody that he's sovereign. None of us is sovereign. And, and then the, the same star they had seen in the East, it appears... And, and that's the other thing. Um, it says, when they saw it, how happy they were, what joy was theirs. Yeah. And so they had to have been believers because yeah. I don't think that you have joy at the coming of Jesus Christ unless you have faith. It's a terror to everybody else. It certainly was to me when he came to me. Yeah, it's not, it's, you know, they. I don't care who you are. If you're just some mystic from the East who doesn't have a, a faith and a hopefulness and a longing for the Messiah and truth, why would you have joy? You would be antithetical. Unless you were with yeah. him, you would be opposed. Yeah. Amen. And so they had to have had something yeah. special and remarkable yeah. for the Lord to consider them and make them a, a key player. And yet, almost with sadness, it's it's their coming and their passing that brings the death of all of those Jewish children. children. Yeah. Yeah. And you think of that. You think you think the Lord didn't know that that would happen? Mm -hmm. you, you don't think that he could have prevented it? Done mm -hmm. things another way? You can't, so it was purpose that all that mm -hmm. happened. Even mm -hmm. that tragedy. Even that evil. Mm -hmm. uh, of which God is creator as he is the creator of good mm -hmm. and light and darkness. And who can understand? You know, suffering and sorrow and loss and defeat and death are all part of our process, part of the experience that we all go through. Right. 
the way it is. Mm -hmm. Like it or not, but that's the way it is. Mm -hmm. And for the believer, there was there's always the hope that that victory, as they put it, would be snatched out of the jaws of defeat and loss, mm -hmm. destruction. Yeah. And it, that's the way it happens. He's the resurrection. He said, I am, I am the resurrection and the life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. That's wonderful. That, that's, that's the hope we have. That's that mm -hmm. glorious hope. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was the joy of these men. Amen. And they knew by faith what was happening. And then it becomes fulfilled. Right. And they, they just get excited. Mm-hmm. That's right. They, they come outside coming. and we were right. We were right. Yeah. Oh, amen. Yeah. Vindication. <laughs> um, so after they had left, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph and said, Herod will be looking for the child in order to kill him. So get up, take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt and stay there until I tell you to leave. Joseph got up, took the child and his mother and left during the night for Egypt where he stayed until Herod died. This was done to make what the Lord had said through the prophet come true. I called my son out of Egypt. When Herod realized that the visitors, you know, and, and, and even there, it's like the, the fractals continue and continue and continue. He called Israel out of Egypt. But he even creates cause for Jesus to go to Egypt so he can call his son out of Egypt. It all it is just perfect. It's the most beautifully consistent poetic story that's ever been written. Yeah. It's just marvelous. Yeah. And the parallels, all the parallels in the scriptures over thousands of years through mm -hmm. hundreds of writers. How, how do you put all that together? Mm-hmm. And then they when say, Herod, well, people just, they just made things up and just threw them together. And yet now they're showing that even with the Dead Sea Scrolls, for example, the Bible is practically identical to what it is today. The scriptures that they found then, the scroll mm -hmm. of Isaiah and, and cert certain other passages, they, there was no change in them. That was 2000 years ago. So who's been adding and subtracting? Right. And, and it's interesting that the, the you'll get all kinds of people and they'll be like, well, you, you don't think people have changed the Bible. It's been translated how many times, blah, blah, blah. Right. And so that, but they don't consider that. Yes, men have translated. They've had their, and truly they've inserted some things. We've talked about it. And we'll, I guess as we go through the new Testament, we definitely get to talk about it. Um, but uh, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. And, and people, they, they get so wrapped up in the possibility of men to do evil that they don't consider that there's a God in heaven who supervises the accuracy of his scripture. He leaves it there as a testimony. Mm -hmm. And he leaves it and has left it, like you say, relatively unchanged. Mm -hmm. Very little of it has been altered. Some right. of it's been altered. Some of the things have been added. Some of it is just contextual or in brackets. But generally speaking, it's 
99% accurate. Right. And, and even the insertions and how they're used to justify this doctrine or that doctrine, I don't think that you need to know that those things were inserted to have an accurate idea of your Lord and Savior. For sure. Yeah. It makes you question some things. Right. Makes you wonder. And as you go along, the Lord lets you know things that you just don't normally know or that people don't normally know. Well, he, see, but, he, he must seed heresy among you. Right. Yeah. You have, you have to know that you can't just read the Bible and count on it to be infallible. You have to know the Lord and count on him to be infallible. Amen. And so the Lord has to insert enough untruth into the Bible so that you still have to keep your wits about you Amen. and ask him what's going on. That's why he does it. Because otherwise you could put your faith in this book. Uh, exactly. It's not about that. Exactly. And then it's bibliology all over again. Yeah, that's right. That's the worship right. of a book. That's how he destroys the justification for bibliolatry. Right. right. Exactly. Because if it were perfect, it would be worshipable. Yes. But he makes sure it's not perfect. That's and right. then everybody gets outraged and they're like, no, the Bible is infallible. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. It's like, yeah. okay, well, I guess that's how you justify your worship of it. Yeah. Nothing is perfect. Yeah, yeah that's right. Except him. Yeah. Amen. If Jesus isn't the only source of perfection, if this book is a source of perfection, that's, that's, that's more than one God. Yeah. So um, when Herod realized that the visitors from the east had tricked him, he was furious. He gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its neighborhood who were two years old and younger. And I guess this would be another um, instance here. Not that I think most people, at least most people should know. But uh, when the wise men came, Jesus wasn't a newborn. Right. If he was a newborn, then maybe Herod would have killed everybody under one year. Well, they were in a house at this time. Because he had asked them, you know, when did the star appear? And um, he would have he would have had some context as to how old the child was, I guess, unless he's just being really thorough and killing everybody. But I, I don't. Which, which he would have been. And that's a pretty, that's a pretty brutal edict. Yes, it is. Imagine the horror. And Martin, when we see the present day and what the people are doing to the world, mm -hmm. the, the globalists, mm -hmm. WEF. Oh, yeah, oh. They're, they're, doing, they're doing this on steroids. Yes, they are. They're not just settling yeah. for one village and people under two years old. Yeah, yeah. You imagine what a mark that would have left in that community? You go to school and... Grade seven and eight are missing because Herod killed them all. Yeah. I mean, they didn't have crappy schools with grades, but right. I'm just, just saying it's a whole age group missing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of the male of the males. Mm -hmm. Right. In our patriarchal system. Right. Hey, right? it was all boys. Right. Um, what is God sexist? Right. But I, I, I think even there, it's like, there's a, a parable, you know, that the, the coming of Jesus Christ is death to the flesh. Yes. 
His arrival caused bloodshed right and, from the beginning. And, and he came as a man. Right. Not an it or a they or a them or a whatever. The madness right. is taking over this world. The utter madness. Came right. as a man. Yep. Represented as a man. And as a result, on the other side of the scale, it was a whole bunch of men that had to be, that had to, whose lives had to be paid as a price for the coming of a man. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, if it had been a woman messiah, he would have had all the little girls slain. Right. Am I making any sense? Is this worth anything? I think I know what you're saying. Mm -hmm. It's consistent. Um, yeah, this was done in accordance with what he learned from the visitors about the time when the star had appeared. So it was, it was based on when they had said the star appeared. The 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 two years of age thing, right? In this way, what the prophet Jeremiah had said came true. A sound is heard in Ramah, the sound of bitter weeping. Rachel yeah. is crying for her children and refuses to be comforted because they're dead. Yeah. Wow. It's brutal. You know, and then and then you have all these people singing their stupid Christmas carols. There's a bloodbath. That's right. There's a bloodbath, and there they are rejoicing with no concern for any of these mothers that paid with their tears for your Messiah. That's right. Yeah. And it's just good tidings. I mean, it is, but the, they take it far too lightly, the cost. Yeah. Yeah. And, and look at the Look at how the Messiah, how his life ended. Right. First of all, at the from the age of 30 onward, he suffered supremely just from in, in a societal situation, just hated by all men, rejected, as, it, as he's described in Isaiah. Mm -hmm. And then and then the ultimate suffering. Mm -hmm. And this is this is the reality of life interchanging with death mm -hmm. the reality of good as a result of evil and it's like yeah your your life isn't really in the end going to be a lot different from jesus's life that's right. not if you're walking with him that's right it's 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 going to follow the same path like in this recent conversation here it's all the same things You'll say something, they'll all accuse you of this, they'll twist your words, they'll try to understand things so that they can call you a blasphemer. It's all been done before. Yes. It's the way things work. Right. He, you suffered, the, he suffered the contradiction of sinners. Right. In other words, they were accusing him of the very things that they themselves were guilty of. That's the way it is. Yes. Yeah. And they like and they like the sound of their own words and they love to impress men, right? They mm -hmm. stand on the street, on the street, and and with all their phylacteries and whatever else, they pray in front of everybody. Oh, I am mm -hmm. so righteous! Like, I, and I love you. I'll forgive you for all all the bad things you're saying to me, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm loving. I'm so good. Mm -hmm. I'm so mm -hmm. good. I'm so godly. Oh yeah, I've got my faults. Yeah, 
you know, I've, I've been bad, but I know that God is merciful and loving. And I know that he'll just, he just forgives me and, and we go on. But you, you dirty rotters, you're telling me the truth. I don't like it. Right. And it's like, there's a difference between your sins being covered by the blood of Christ and just getting covered in the blood of Christ because you're out viciously trying to kill him. Amen. Amen. Because you're trampling on his blood. There's a big difference between how you get covered. Isn't that interesting? You, you trample on his blood afresh, and you made a reference there in the conversation um, where uh, you were quoting from one of the Psalms where it says that we would be washing our feet in the blood of our enemies. Yes. Now it's a complete turnaround. That's right, because they've been trampling his blood. And now it's time for us to trample in theirs. Amen. Now it's time for him to trample their blood. Exactly. Because we're and here in him. We're here in him. We're his body. And if you want right. to take the body from head to toe, uh, we're at the end of times. We're the feet. Right. And he says, vengeance is mine. Vengeance is mine. And everybody quotes that like, well, vengeance is the Lord's as a way yeah. of saying that you can never defend yourself. That's right. But man, you ignorant people, yeah. when you're saying vengeance is the Lord's, what you're saying is the Lord will avenge himself. And now yeah. he's here. Yeah. Now he's here in his Do, body doing just avenging that. himself. Amen. And, and, and they're, and they call it blasphemy, but Amen. we're here to take, we're here to take revenge. Amen. His revenge. Exactly. His. Not ours. His. Exactly. Yeah. We're here to take his revenge. Because we're doing his will, not our own. Because we're him. Amen. We're his body. Amen. We it's are like he... Jesus Christ. We are the son of God. We right. are members in particular of his body. We're him. Yes. His, his body is him. Well, I, I wrote in that correspondence, you know, if, if I were to punch your arm, you'd say, don't hit me. That's right. You wouldn't say, me. hey, don't hit, don't hit my arm. Right. Don't hit my shoulder. Don't hit my finger. Right. It's like, no, quit hitting me. Nor is it anybody else's arm or finger. Right. So if we're members of his body and you attack Jesus Christ, you're attacking us. And if you and attack said, us, you're yeah. attacking Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. As you've done it unto one of the least of my brothers, you've done right. it to me. Yeah. Right. Uh, what did what did Jesus say to uh, Saul of Tarsus when Saul of Tarsus was persecuting the Christians? Right. When he stopped them on the road to Damascus. Why are you persecuting me? Why do you persecute me? Isn't that interesting? Yes, this is killing a fly. Yes, we're 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 swatting a few flies. Right. Um, are we here. Yes. Okay. So after Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, "Get up, take the child and his mother, and go back to the land of Israel, because those who tried to kill the child are dead." So Joseph got up, took the child and his mother, and went back to Israel. But when Joseph heard that Archelaus had succeeded his father, Herod, as king of Judea, he was afraid to go there. He was given more instructions in a dream. So he went to the province of Galilee and made his home in a town named Nazareth. And so what the prophets had said came true. He will be called a Nazarene. Yes. 
Yes. I think we can stop there, Martin. I think so. That's a, that's a good place to stop. So we've got two chapters that we've covered in Matthew. We've <laughs> read them in the good news. And maybe people should know that we don't have to stick to any particular translation. We need to stick to the Lord who will give us an understanding in any of those translations that have been brought forth. Mm -hmm. And we'll know what's more accurate and what isn't. You know, they talk about favorite translations. Well, this is my favorite translation, and I really like this one. Uh, the Lord makes himself known. He, he makes the truth known. And uh, you can't have a perfect translation from the original languages. There's, I, who was it? Who was it that said, it's impossible to translate one language to another? Mm -hmm. And it is. You know, I'm, <clears throat> I've studied several languages. I'm studying three right now. And you find that it's impossible to express in one language precisely the way it is in another language. It's just impossible. The only, thing we, the only thing we can depend on is that the Lord gives us understanding. Mm -hmm. It's the only thing we can depend on. And the translation, some of them have understanding in certain passages and not in others, and vice versa. There are other translations that, that they can all differ, and you can get something out of them. You can even have two different interpretations, and they're both right. Try some mm -hmm. of the Proverbs. Try some of the mm -hmm. Proverbs. You can interpret it this way, and you can interpret it that way. It doesn't mean that this is right and that's wrong. It's, it's, often, the point, it's often the point of a proverb is to have many-fold Interpretation. Meanings or, yeah, mm -hmm. interpretations. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a well. Yeah. You, know, you have a well, and you can just keep drawing bucket after bucket of water out of it. It's like the scriptures. Not just one bucket. Right. Not just one vessel. Right. It's endless what you can draw up out of the scriptures yeah well not a lot of people have had the experiences that uh, we had 60 70 years ago i actually drew water from a well right in a bucket you know you drop the bucket to the bottom the well might be 15 20 feet deep and you jiggle the rope because you got to get that the, the mouth of the bucket dipping into the water so that it fills mm -hmm. and finally the bucket sinks and you get the bucket full or however full you want it but you get it full usually and you pull it up grab the mm -hmm. bucket there's your water nice cold fresh water mm -hmm. you don't just go turning a tap on right you have to go carry it from the well to the house i remember being in austria it was the one time I was in Linz in Austria, and they plumbed the mountain spring water into the infrastructure of the city. And so out of the faucet in an ordinary house came perfectly potable water. And it was such a bizarre experience. Mm. You know, so because every time you get water from a faucet here, it tastes like chemicals. Oh, yeah. And you just think yeah. of tap water as being, ugh. That's horrible. And, 
and there you just you could just have a glass of water out of the tap and it was just fine yeah. <laughs> it was weird yeah when we moved into town from the farm mm. we just drank the water straight out of the tap no filtration no nothing it had chlorine and it had fluoride in it mm-hmm. right and we drank that martin it was putrid i hated it mm-hmm. it could well, almost I... make you sick there and yet you had no choice because we didn't know about filters. I didn't know anything about water filtration. Right. And the and the water would be gray. Ugh. It wasn't it wasn't clear water. It was gray. And that's what we drank. I remember taking taking uh my kids to a wedding. And they run up to Jeannie and they're just like, I think there's what was it? I think there's chemicals or soap in the water or something. Because they just there was a big water thing with ice in it and you could go get a glass of water and they went over there and they were concerned that something had gone in the water that was terrible i just didn't think anything of it and this is when i went there uh it was at uh uh, sister genie's sister's wedding okay yeah Yeah. i just they were there and they just got some out of the main tub full ice it was at some park or facility or whatever so anyway they were they'd never had tap water in their life and they went to drink it and like you say they thought it was putrid it's yeah. undrinkable yeah and it is. Mm-hmm. it is oh it's that's not potable water no that's just doesn't kill most people immediately water right but it does kill so yeah and now we're drinking from the water of life here we're- right Drinking from the Lord, he says. He says, if you drink this water, woman, you're 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 giving me water here from the well. I can give you water that, so that you'll never thirst again. Mm-hmm. He wasn't talking about a physical well, was he? Right. He wasn't even talking about the Bible. Right. He wasn't. He didn't. He didn't say, "Here it is," and pull out the Torah or something. Yeah. Take a copy of this home. Yeah. Right. Yeah four spiritual laws or some tract right yeah exactly it was just <laughs> and it, what it was was and he followed through yeah. and and really the words that he gave her that stopped her from thirsting again were confronting her in her sin yeah yeah and she rejoiced mm-hmm suddenly life was open to her there Mm -hmm. she'd been in this condemnation this guilt this adultery she was an adulteress Mm -hmm. right and she was set free Mm -hmm. now who in their right right mind would not want to rejoice with her Mm -hmm. yeah amen hey exactly who in their right mind would not want to rejoice with her here's Salvation coming to this house, as the Lord said of uh, Zacchaeus. Salvation right. has come to his house. Right. Yeah. But and if, instead, and if you can't if, if you can't rejoice with somebody who's been delivered, then you're you're anti-Christ. You've got a problem. Yeah, absolutely. You're opposed absolutely. to the work of Christ, which is salvation. Yeah. Deny it all you want, rationalize it, justify mm-hmm. it. You're guilty. That's all there is. And you know, it. you know those people. Is there anything worse than that? I would say no. I don't think there's anything worse than that. To have somebody in bondage and then have them be set free and then have a bunch of people who pretend to love that person more than anything else come along 
and yes. say, get back in your cage, woman. Right, right, right. And I, and I say, and especially when they have sin in their midst that they're hiding. Right. Because anybody that comes out of the world, they're going to be a testimony against the darkness, against the sins of that world. Because right. they were there. They know what's there. And that's and, the scary part. No kidding. You know, I know that that's the way it was with my family and, or even, and, uh, right. and what about the Bensons? The same thing happened to them. Mm -hmm. They think they can treat people any old way, abuse them. Yeah, yeah. And nobody ever counts on the fact that the people that they abuse will be brought up and the abusers will be brought down. Amen. It doesn't occur to anybody that that's going to happen. That's right. It just doesn't. And, and it comes on people like a thief and it just blows everything out of the water. And Martin, I, I had, by the, by the Lord, by the direct, direction of the Lord, I had the opportunity and the duty to warn them day after day after day. Right. And they just totally disregarded any of those warnings. I said judgment was coming. Fire was coming. They didn't want to. They, they didn't even say that they didn't want to hear it. They claimed that they wanted to hear the truth and to. Yeah. Do what was right and, and be God's servants. And isn't that the yeah. way it often is? Yeah. Yeah, they didn't love God and they didn't love their neighbor. And it's it's exciting to see people who treat their neighbor with such contempt just be trampled. Just have life collapse in all around them. I I, I have to say I personally look forward to the Lord's vengeance on people like this. The saints were crying out and saying, How long, Lord? How long? How long? And there was David saying, you know, may your may your children go hungry and your houses be empty. Yes. He didn't have goodwill. He had at one time, here and there. He said, I, I, I wept with those people who are my enemies. Right. You know, I, I, I empathized with them. Yep. I treated my enemies as friends. Mm-hmm. But there comes a time when the Lord's done with all of that. He's 100%. just done. He's just done. Mm -hmm. And how can it not be so? You can't and just what, go on sinning and then and then expect to be just given a, a go past go card or whatever you call it. I haven't, and, I haven't played Monopoly for years, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh... People think they can just behave any old way. They can say whatever they want and it becomes true. Their opinion, they think their opinions are relevant. Right. And and most of the time, particularly in the cases of severe um, slavery with people, some of these captors have just been so abused and conditioned for so long there's not even an expectation or understanding of what freedom can be. It can be so shocking for people. Yeah. And I want to see these people who've been holding the people in that kind of bondage, just not giving a damn, just eating them for dinner. What happened to those, the Egyptians? Exactly. 
Weren't that's they doing you, that with the Israelites? Throwing their babies in the river. And what did the Lord do with them? Killed all their firstborns, dragged their army into the ocean. And how many countless others died from infection and disease from all those horrible plagues? Yeah. It's not like everybody survived the frogs and the gnats. Right. And the hailstones. It was a bloodbath the whole way through. Yeah. And that's what I want to, I want to see. I want to see the 10 plagues come on these people. Yeah. That might, that might not be such a good attitude or whatever, but I have to confess that's where I am. That's where I am. Martin. So, yeah. All right. Condemn me for it. And if I'm to be condemned, then condemn me. But I want to, I want to see that vengeance. Mm -hmm. I long for it. And I've seen it many times already. Yeah. And you don't, you're not getting sick of it yet either. <laughs> I'm just getting started. Right. Right. Not you're getting just, sick. Yeah, you're just you're just starting to enjoy the show. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's just such a vexation because it's and it's not even just like there's the vengeance portion. But they're still doing it. You know what I mean? Like there's there's like I'd like them to get their up and comings. Yeah, that's true. I can relate to that. But they're continually abusing people to this very moment and that's part of the reason i'd really like to see it stop i'd like to see yeah. it stop right in its tracks yeah. so that that abuse yeah. stops amen amen now if they should turn to salvation wonderful wonderful they should be totally converted i don't care who it is wonderful if they're the right. lords they come to the lord and 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 they have that freedom that that holiness that piety that understanding and that inclination to help others Mm -hmm. like and, paul and, 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 sure absolutely to talk about uh, the perfect example right right i mean he was a murderous uh he, he was just a real self-righteous jerk oh absolutely yeah and he couldn't even come into the fellowship of the saints without them being afraid right he had been so vicious barnabas had a hard time convincing them hey paul's okay mm -hmm. he's changed yeah. But but the abuse stopped. And he became a beloved brother who who has brought salvation to us. I yes. can I can I can say that Paul the Apostle, I'm so thankful for that brother. He he wrote those scriptures that 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 pierced my soul, came to my being and mm -hmm. lifted me up out of the pit. Mm -hmm. I was able to Oh. I lost you there, Victor. Okay. Oh, no, I got you back again. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It was Paul, Paul's ministry that brought me to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Not only his, and I, I'm not saying that I could, I could only depend on him and nobody else would be able to help me. It's the way that God chose it, did it. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I, I just have to appreciate what, who he is, who he is, not was. Yeah, but it's like, how can you, how can you get anyone to talk about the forgiveness and mercy and grace and resurrection from the dead? How could you do a better job of it than somebody who was guilty of what he did? Yeah. You'd have to be forgiven as much as he was forgiven to have those heinous crimes you don't just unsee the blood you don't just unremember the screaming people right that's right you take that's that right. all with you 
He was, and, he and, was and so it, regretful of that. He yes. was so regretful of that, so, so repentant of that. He worked yes. all the harder than all the other apostles because yes. he knew yes. how guilty he was. Yes. He knew the damage he had done to Christ's church. Christ's body? Yes. To Christ, right? Yes, personally. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, Paul meant it for evil and the Lord meant it for good. Yeah, that's something that the Lord's been teaching us a lot about. And that's the uh, interworking of both good and evil. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. It's amazing. And you can't have one without the other. Right. It just doesn't work that way. You can't have the night without the day. That's right. Can't even have the light without the darkness. That's right. Yeah. So I think that for today, we've given the people something. I've been concerned. Like there are all those people at the path of truth and I've wanted to have them hear things and I want them to, 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 to get into the scriptures uh, more and more. And uh, the Lord has had us doing other things. He's, he's got his program set out. So um, I'm not saying that we should have or shouldn't have done anything, but here we are with, with this and, for all I know, this might be the only Bible reading we have. I don't know. We'll just take it a step at a time. Right. Yeah. And uh, uh, and the Lord bless Jonathan and Stephanie. Amen. With, with strength and power, faith, courage. Don't quit. Don't quit, folks. It's a... Uh... Go on, go on, just keep going, just don't stop. No matter how hard it gets, he'll always make a way, always. You can be guaranteed that he'll make, the Lord will make a way for you. He loves you. He's bestowed his grace on you, his mercy. You can't, you can't take that lightly. That doesn't happen to very many people, as you know, as you have seen. It's wonderful. I'm so thankful for them. I've often been hurt and and very, very disappointed, grieved when people come and they go ways, and then, and then, and then the the wicked people, families, friends, talk them out of it or turn them around, mm -hmm. or discourage them. That, that I said the other day, Martin, that it doesn't uh, bother me so much now, uh, but I would have to say that's not completely accurate. You you have a power to go get over those things for sure. Yeah, but, it, but it's, not you're, you're, it's not pleasant. You're more able to accept. Yeah. What is? Yeah. You don't. You don't have that. You're not sitting there trying to negotiate with God. Right. You just okay. That's what is. Yeah. Yeah. But I've. I really appreciate what's happening there, and and I'm just always praying and hoping that the Lord will just take care of it nicely. And, mm hmm. And that, that goes for, I guess that goes for everybody who's willing to listen. There's nothing you wouldn't do for an obedient child. That's true. Very true. Very true. If I have obedient children, and they ask for something, how do you say no? Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's for their good. Right. Shall so we keep, close? Sure.
You were going to say something else. I just, everybody should keep their expectations high. That's what I have to say. Yeah. I don't, 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 don't settle for, a, don't settle for a lame life. Yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. settle for, don't settle for a boring life or predictable or a safe life. Right. That's not where life is. Aim, you know, the, the, the world will say aim for the sky, aim for the stars, but I suppose we mean it in a different sort of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't don't settle until you have rejoicing on your lips. The prize mm -hmm. of your high calling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like Paul says, you gotta run all the way. Yep. To get the prize. Well, how come I did nobody serve me milk and cookies? Here you've been having milk and cookies during our talk here, Martin. And I get shortchanged here. What I, I don't. I don't understand. Would you like me? I can explain it to you. See the way this Not started was we, we were we were we were no hold on we were supposed to sit down and do this sooner than we did, but then you had to eat something, <laughs> and then it took so long to get started that I thought I'm not going to make it through this unless I get something to eat. <laughs> so, I served myself milk and cookies. Right. So no need to be jealous. I did it for myself. <laughs> yeah that's good i'm glad for you yeah that's good a second ago it seemed like you were holding it against me so i'm glad <laughs> things have changed <laughs> yeah yeah good all right well uh to everybody else lord willing if you have any comments send them to us and uh if there's anything that we need to answer we'll answer it's all good. Very well. Good Sabbath, Victor. Good Sabbath to you and to all. Yep. Amen. Now we need to I I need to figure out how to get out of here. Get the